everybody, and welcome to another episode of Provoke, the uh, podcast that takes a provocative look at advertising as a whole. I'm your host, Brian Wilder, and we have uh, Sam Cook in the studio. How you doing, Sam? I'm very well. It's me again. <laughs> it me. It, it me. me. And um, uh, we're coming back from a brief uh, hiatus. I hope everybody got all the uh, presents that they were expecting this year, and if not, at the very least, a gift receipt. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we asked for a coffee maker, and we got three. Oh, wow. Little French presses. Yeah. So now we have okay. three French presses. So you can kind of just like combine them and form like I a caffeinated Voltron. I don't need to be Voltron. more caffeinated, <laughs> Brian. <laughs> I mean, uh, what, did we, what, did, what did I get? What was notable? Oh, we got a pressure cooker. Oh, did oh, yeah. you? Oh, good. And the Instant Pots? Yes. Since we're going to be talking about Amazon. Exactly. You got an Instant exactly. Pot. That's yep, so that's cool. Exactly Let me know how it works. Um, so yeah, I was, I'm very excited about that. Um, but uh, for today's episode, this is kind of just an opportunity to round out the year, you know? It's been an interesting one. Yeah. Uh, it's been a very interesting year. For, is this your formative year for the podcast? Uh, it will technically, it'll be a year January 27th. Okay. So be on the lookout for our anniversary episode coming up in about a month or so. Um, but yeah, pretty close though. Pretty close. Um but yeah, like I was saying, it's been an interesting year for a multitude of reasons. But um, for 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 the sake of brevity, we are only going to focus on the things that have affected the advertising and marketing industries, as per usual. Um, yes. So I guess to kind of kind of start the conversation, like ads. Um, let's uh, let's kind of just jump into the like the best and the worst. Yes, and let there's us a lot. add. There's been there's been a lot. Um, there have been so many. I had trouble distinguishing between the end of 2016 and oh, the yeah? beginning of this year because the end of last year and the beginning of this till like January, like beginning of this year was just a a blur. <laughs> <laughs> just so an event. Selective memory kicked in. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Mm-hmm. But um, the first ad that we were going to talk about was a a Heineken ad. Yeah, yeah, um, which is a long ad, which seems to be the mode. Yeah. It's really long. Yeah, very long, very narrative yes. based, like narrative style kind of advertising. Yes. I don't want to use the word storytelling because um, we'll we'll get to that later on in the uh, the episode. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Heineken's kind of like world at odds ad where it, it basically got two people. I guess it, the 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 preface was they kind of gave a brief profile of you know what they do, who yes. they are, where they're from, and then kind of like this hot button kind of one hot button issue per person. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So there's like one aspect about them that kind of put them at odds with the other person in the yes. room, as it's, as perfect pairs. So yeah. one person for climate change, one person that thinks climate change is a myth. Exactly. Um, and paired them up in in that manner. If you haven't seen this ad, I think it's like three minutes long. Yeah, something like that. Three Maybe or four a little long. bit longer. Yeah, it's got a couple parts to it. Yeah. Um, but and, they're asked to build furniture. Yeah, build furniture. Um, Just a couple like, of like tasks. Get, and they get to know each other. <laughs> they get to collaborate yeah. a little bit. And so it kind of culminates with... You know, them kind of divulging that one thing mm-hmm. that puts them at odds. Oh, they the put other them person. on blast immediately because they um they put the other person saying, like, I think that yeah, 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 to be right, trans right. is fake. Yeah. And that's they right. like put video of that person saying that on the wall. Yeah, and this, this other person like, has to watch awkward. it. <laughs> so the idea, I think, is like give the world a Coke, mm-hmm. which is very, um, you know, they're sharing a Heineken mm-hmm. and then and then discussing this like hot button issue. For sure. Um, and you know, it, it calls upon those long used advertising techniques Mm -hmm. of this product will heal your wounds a little bit, but in a, in a modern way, in a really evocative way, I would say. And I think it, I I think what I liked most about it is that it really did harken on the, harken back to the idea of just like, there are two things in my opinion that really bring the people together, Mm -hmm. food and booze. Yes. Um, No matter what kind of differences you may have with another person, you sit Mm -hmm. down to a nice, you know, a hot meal or a nice drink, you know, you're going to start a conversation. It's going to put you in a mode or a mood that's a little more relaxed Mm -hmm. than the uptight kind of just kind of like semi xenophobic attitude that a lot of us tend to have day to day. Or just like the conversation room anxiety yeah you know like sitting mm-hmm. in a sitting in a room with someone that you don't know and, and regardless of your relationship with alcohol or food mm-hmm. you can find one of them and you know really break sort down of, some barriers yeah yeah <laughs> and definitely um i think that that idea has been explored as we go into other ads here mm-hmm. it keeps getting brought up again and again this like uniting force between a 
really radical division. Yeah, for sure. Um, which was the theme of this year. <laughs> I don't want it to be the theme of this year, but it seemed to be the theme. You know, just kind of just like that that fight against the the that sense of divisiveness. You know, yeah. it's just like yeah. We get it. You know, you hate this. I hate this. But there are also a lot of commonalities that we have. We can't you can't expect everybody to just hold hands and sing Kumbaya every day. Definitely. That's just unrealistic. Would you say that the Heineken ad is a success in the way that it gets consumer awareness about Heineken? Well, the thing was, it wasn't I noticed that it wasn't widely available. Um, No. It was just one of those things you almost had to like. Seek out. out, yeah, exactly. Um, which is unfortunate. It's unfortunate. Yeah. Um, because it was a very power it sent a very powerful message, or at the very least a very common message that a lot of people just hadn't thought about in a long yeah. time. Um, so to say it was successful, I don't necessarily know because there wasn't much reach involved. Right. Um I did have to look this ad up. Sure. I somebody told me somebody here told me about this ad mm-hmm. and I had to find it. Yeah. And so I mean as far as like just product or just brand success, eh, remains to be seen. Mm-hmm. But but it pulled my heartstrings, damn it. Yes. <laughs> definitely <laughs> that's all that matters. It definitely had that's a message and I definitely it created conversation, which I mm-hmm. think may have been a little bit more of the point than right. brand awareness. Right. Um, speaking of conversation, an ad that I didn't have to have a conversation about, and that was just served to me on Facebook, uh-huh. um, the Pass the Hines ad. Really? So you got served, I got this, served ad. this ad? Okay. Yes. Okay. I got served it. All right. Because so- I'm in like a couple Mad Men like Facebook groups. Ah, there so you I was go. Like, Here's a cool thing. That there you, you go. Like. That makes sense then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I never got served the ad, but um, just a, just a little background. It was basically a crossover ad from one of the episodes of Mad Men where mm-hmm. Don Draper presented this very iconic very classic Heinz ad concept and I think the the the, the company ended up saying like something like oh we'll sit on they it they said we'll... no yes. oh they said no okay. they said we're gonna chew on it yeah yeah that's what it was <laughs> really that's good. what it was we're gonna chew on it um and then what 40 years later it mm-hmm. finally sees the light of day as and an they finally actual, produce it as an actual ad exactly and yes. so I think I think that was cool to kind of just like would it be considered breaking the fourth wall I no, that's no. not a fourth wall break. Okay. It, it's meta. Yeah, it's but super I meta. wouldn't say super that. Okay. No, I wouldn't say yeah, that yeah. it's okay, necessarily we'll go, we'll go a fourth wall break. Don Draper isn't looking at the camera and being like, "You heard." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, no, yeah, okay, that, that that makes more sense. It yeah, but I love these ads. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that I keep seeing there's this one viral, um, just like BuzzFeed post, I think, mm-hmm. that keeps getting passed around, and it's um, like the 17 or some odd number uh, grossest uh, meat gelatin dishes hmm. from the 1960s. Oh, okay. So it's like this long post. I guarantee you've seen it. It's this long post of like weird things, weird recipes that involve jello. Yeah. Have you seen it? I have not seen that, but I do follow um, 70s. It's like, it's called, I think it's like 70s cookbook on Twitter. Oh, boy. And they just constantly post pages <laughs> yes. out of just cookbooks from the like 50s, 60s, and 70s. It's uh-huh. just like gelatin mayonnaise base <laughs> like yes. mixing fish with with cheese and there's no oil it's just fat it's oh just like a God. hunk of butter wrapped in yes something. wrapped in something yes. suspended in aspic just yes. like this gelatinous <laughs> mold that people are supposed to eat in public yeah so i keep seeing those <laughs> mm-hmm. this and every time i see this post on BuzzFeed, I have to read it. Yeah, I'm like, I've seen all these dishes before, but they're so gross. I just have to look at them and think why. Yeah. So um, these ads um, in the modern realm do remind me in typeface, mm-hmm. in like color palette use, um, you know, just from like a purely creative end. I think that these ads look just like those recipe cards. They For look sure. just like, um, they look just like just enough a Mad Men like 1967 advertisement to to feel authentic Mm -hmm. you know they don't feel like a very overproduced you know new McDonald's ad where everything's like McCafe yeah yeah they kept the same stylization from the 60s to Mm -hmm. kind of preserve that 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 image yeah um, that's what I love about these ads is that they look vintage and you don't know why they just look vintage (laughs) it's like because they literally did not touch it yeah they probably you know hit Mad Men up was like hey can we borrow these kind of thing like yeah but no that was no that was a fantastic well they had to ask the the old advertiser who's like in his Mm -hmm. 90s Mm -hmm. to use them and oh, they wow. were like, here's some alcohol. Let's use it. <laughs> and he was like, okay. All right. You guys, it's fine. You can there you it. go. It's, it's, it's good. good. 
<laughs> but um, okay, so 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 moving on real quick. Um, the 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 last best ad that 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 came to my mind anyway was I have um, more. yeah, yeah. Uh, for me was um, when the Atlantic did a about a two and a half three minute long video with mm-hmm. uh, Michael K. Williams, better known as Omar. Yeah, it feels like an out of body experience. Oh yeah, so yeah. it's like it, it, the titled "Am I Typecast?" Mm-hmm. So I've this year has really been a year for like journalists like journalists yeah. and like and and publishing companies really yes. coming out of the shadows and like getting getting bold dynamic ads out yes. to the people yes and um, definitely taking us like this is a paper where you will see mm-hmm. this type of ad yeah you know just to continue that div- divisiveness theme. Yeah, exactly not in a negative way yeah but just, just in a just, they understand their demos like they understand right where they're advertising to whom they're advertising what their reader right. race looks like absolutely um so that's one of these ads mm-hmm. and so with this one it was basically michael k williams sitting on a couch in his uh, apartment I, I would assume just talking about you know how he got to where he is is like I, I did it on my own terms. You know, I I, mm-hmm. you know, I I'm not that person that they see on TV. That was just a character, you know. And then you know Omar's character shows yeah. up on you know sitting on his 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 lazy boy and just having he's basically having, having a conversation with, with his like with like four versions egos. of himself. Exactly. Yes. You know, it's just like, are you sure? And it's just like the idea of just like questioning things. And I think the the, the ad ends with question everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I, I thought that was just fantastic because that's a, I think that's a that's kind of a conversation that a lot of us have um, on a day to day basis, especially if you kind of identify f- like with an alt group, so to speak. Yes. You're not you're not part of that mainstream idea of what a person is supposed to be in society. Mm-hmm. And so you're constantly questioning, you know, does my does my appearance affect how people perceive me? Does yeah. the does the way does the fact that I know a foreign language affect how mm-hmm. you know X, Y, and Z perceives me? And yeah, it's just even like, like down to your hobbies, like right. do I identify with this group of people, mm-hmm. you know, ideologically? Do I identify with these group of people only in what we create? Sure. Like do yeah. I identify with these group of people? Like being in advertising, like am I an advertiser mm-hmm. or do I work for an advertising right. agency? Like is this a career exactly. or is this a job? Sort it's of like thing, so. am I an advertiser? Have I transcended mm-hmm. consumerism or yeah. am I just part of the same group as everybody else? But yeah, it's yeah. It's, and you'll always be stuck in the middle because you're still going to be advertised to. Right, yeah. right, right. Um, And so I think it, it caused a lot of people, especially me, to kind of just ask those those burning internal oh, questions boy. yeah and I had it, was, a little, it was just super great it little out of body experience there <laughs> i also thought you know i immediately went like oh man his idris, El- idris elba is one of my favorite actors mm-hmm. i mean he was just in thor ragnarok mm-hmm. and i love that movie so yeah. much it's so good but um i just thought like wow like every role i can name of his mm-hmm. he could have be in this conversation like right. he could be they could have picked any black male actor mm-hmm. and put him in that uh, advertisement, exactly. but I think I think Omar was the perfect character. Yeah, yeah. really, because no, no. it's just it's such a polar uh, opposite. If like yeah. if you've never seen The Wire, get on that. It's on yeah. HBO. It's probably one of the greatest it. shows I've seen in my lifetime. So, but yeah, I mean, I think that's I think picking him was the perfect perfect because everybody for the longest thought that Michael Williams was like Omar oh, yeah. in real life, and mm-hmm. he could be further from it. Yes, he's familiar with a lot of the themes and a lot of the environments that were played out in The Wire, but. Yeah. His upbringing was just a little bit different from that hard ass kind of just like Omar character. Yes. So, but yeah, it was it was really cool. But like you had mentioned that you there were a couple that stood out to you this year. What? Uh... Um. So like speaking of perfect casting, mm-hmm. I want to talk about the one of the most watched ads on YouTube, which was a Miss Dior ad featuring Natalie Portman. Did you end up seeing it? It was a Dior ad. Yeah, she's only the spokesperson for Dior. Was that the one where she was on the motorcycle? Yes, that's one of them. And it's like the soft pink and she's doing the photo shoot. So she, Miss Dior is a eau de parfum. Okay, yeah, yeah. One of those, Mm -hmm. you know, long, like, fragrance commercials. Um, So Natalie Portman. I thought it was Chanel. No, that's Emma Watson. Dior. I don't remember. (laughs) 
I can't afford it. So, <laughs> but okay. So Natalie Portman did this Miss Dior ad mm-hmm. um, that was like one of the most watched on YouTube, and it is just beautiful. Okay. It's one of those advertisements that's like just really stunning. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I really like about it is that I think it was cast perfectly. Yeah. Because she does have lines. It's not a mm. silent okay. perfume commercial. It's okay. not a silent cologne commercial where it's right. just like. Johnny Depp for Savage. Yeah. And he's just standing on a cliffside in a full three-piece suit. Just looking listlessly out into the horizon. Yeah, just looking like, mm, uh, I am here and I smell this way. You should smell like me. But, you know, she's like fighting with her boyfriend mm-hmm. or the love interest in the, in the advertisement. And she's, you know, driving a pink convertible. Yeah. And she has all of these like very soft textures on, but she's out in a what I'm assuming is a Los Angeles like parking lot that doesn't have any um it's not like a lot in the way that it's paved. It's mm-hmm. just like a open space where there's a lot of dust and a lot of dirt. Right. And um she has lines and she asks the consumer, like, what will you choose? Hmm. And that's really, you know, it's kind of a departure from that. It was silent, definitely a departure from the silent, you know, Chanel demure, kind yes. of just like. Oh. And it still has those, you know, it still has like some sexy elements. It still right. has some, you know, very like light, soft, floral things. Mm-hmm. But instead of like pink florals, they use pink smoke. Okay. You know, instead of instead of using um, like an all white sort of you know beachy atmosphere there is a beach it's like a small movie Mm -hmm. like there's like six definable scenes very cinematic six outfits you know she's wearing (laughs) a different dress in each one and they're all hot couture Mm -hmm. like it's beautiful but um i just felt that it was a really uh it's just a really beautiful ad just thought that it was really really awesome um to see a new perfume ad that sort of hits you know not quite the millennial target Mm -hmm. i don't think but a younger female target um and that natalie was the perfect cast for that (laughs) i also um did you see the instagram stories are everywhere campaign maybe refresh my memory so they um it's sort of a tandem advertisement with um like the movies that came out this year, like the big blockbuster movies that came out this year. Right. So they would show like a clip from a movie or a clip from the X Games or mm-hmm. a clip from, um, you know, another consumable piece of media. Right. And then someone on their Instagram story would have um, like an everyday object and then make the noises of the movie trailer over it. Uh, okay. um, so it was okay. like pieces of the new War of the Planet of the Apes mm-hmm. movie. And then someone in the grocery aisle panning over a stalk of broccoli. <laughs> and they had put like monkey emojis in it. And they were like, ooh, 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 ah. yeah. And like just making, you know, loud, terrible, like I just did, <laughs> monkey noises. Um, and they were like, Instagram stories are everywhere, uh-huh. um, which is just, yeah, it's just a really lighthearted ad. Mm. I did get served that one on Instagram. <laughs> well, I mean, you know. Yeah. But um, Instagram stories were launched last August. Mm-hmm. So August 2016. And now they are just par for the course. Yeah. Like now they're just a thing that you have to do is another thing to add mm-hmm. to the social media department's plate. Yeah. You but know. I will say people who do who do Instagram stories, stop doing like 30 stories. 30 shots oh in the one God. story. Yes. Please stop doing that. You like limit it to like three maybe, a day. maybe three to five yeah. um, frames per story. Some of y'all are wilding. Yeah. Some of y'all are wilding when you do your Instagram stories. And people don't have that kind of time, bro. I'm yeah. telling you. And like when they're just, they've made the text real small. Oh, <laughs> so that you have to read uh, their we life can, story. We can, we can do a whole episode on, on just Instagram like the, stories. the do's and don'ts of Instagram stories. <laughs> yeah. Which we just might. Stay tuned for that one. Come see that one in the future. Put a pin in that. Yeah, right, right, right. So but, were, there any other, were there any other ads that were, that were considered like the, the cream of the crop for you this year? Um, Well, if we're going to do best in the worst, mm-hmm. I keep thinking about that stupid Mr. Clean ad from the Super Bowl. <laughs> it haunts my nightmares. I, I, want, I want to rid myself of that image of him just like when gyrating back and forth. <laughs> when he's like squeezing on the sponge. Oh my God. It's so And it's like it's a so soft bad. focus like squeeze. But it's so great though. It's so great. It worked so well, <laughs> but I hated it. My mom loved it. Oh no! I my was, mom thought it was hilarious. Yeah, the 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 part 
of where he's just like sw- like mopping the floor back and forth. I oh, I, yeah. I, I say that as a gif and I send that to my <laughs> friends still periodically. Just I feel like that's one of those ads that's going to stick around. Absolutely. That was I completely forgot about that, but that was great. That's great. Is that a best ad or a worst ad for you then? <laughs> I mean, it's an ad. <laughs> we'll, we'll go with that. It's an ad. It's sure an ad. Um, oh boy. So kind of switching gears here a little bit. Uh, I want to talk about the worst ads for a hot minute. Um, mine was very general. Mm-hmm. Because there were far too many of them. Oh boy, yeah. In 2017, mm-hmm. especially this day and age. Um, and that's going to fill this segment. Yeah. I have no notes. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> so basically, for me, it was just any ad that was just like culturally tone deaf. I Pepsi. Mean, yes, from the, which, from the, the which infamous Jenner Pepsi was ad. That, that I was don't... the. K- I've the never one that starts seen with a K, that one. Kendall or Kylie. <laughs> um, they both start with was, a K. Yeah, it was Kendall. All of them start with a K. They all start with a K. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I've never seen an episode, a single <laughs> Except second. Except for Rob. Rob's name obviously does not start with a K. But, yeah. I've never um, seen a second, single second of, of, of Kardashian. Kardashian. I've seen, I've seen, I've never seen a couple seen a single episodes. Moment. I've seen a couple episodes. Someone showed me a Vine that was apparently the same as an episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Oh, yeah. And it went right <laughs> over my head. It was one of those moments where you just have to be like, ha ha, Yeah. And Funny. Just, yes. <laughs> Hilarious. But, oh, boy. Yeah, that was a really tone deaf, oh, super tone deaf ad. Yeah. Because it didn't have that, you know, we were talking earlier about the World at Odds ad. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't have that um, that reach. It didn't have that pointed, you know, really, really important, like, messaging. Yeah. It just, they, they tried for something generic. Mm-hmm. And instead of really fine-tuning it they just left it up in the air for us to decide like which protest was happening right and it ended up falling flat right so they it was kind of a mixture of celebrity endorsement which pepsi used to do for the longest Mm -hmm. and that kind of like we are the world everybody's dancing in the streets pepsi generation did gaga drop them that's oh, what did? I need to know. She, did she? I think she might have. Well, because there are there were a bu- bunch of different representatives for Pepsi mm-hmm. over the years, like Britney Spears, Janelle Monae, and a couple yes. others. So I'm I'm not sure about that one, but um, it, it just it's almost like they tried to take elements from their last 20 years of ads. Oh yeah, and just smash it into this just god awful just display. They were trying to give the world a Coke. <laughs> yeah, they yeah, really yeah. were. Yeah, you know, agreed. they were trying to mm-hmm. do that you know, crowd pleasing come together type advertisement. Right. And it just did not work yeah. for a litany of reasons. Sure. You know. And there were others, I mean, because we've 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 talked at nauseum about the Pepsi commercial in the past in past episodes, but there were others like um Nivea did a couple of uh I want to say social media ads where mm-hmm. they're the, the slogan was white is purity. Yes, I remember that. And so at first people were like, well, I mean, I, I mean, I get it, but I don't understand. It means it seems like a very, very general statement until you realize that that particular campaign was broadcast in the Middle East specifically. Right. Where there is a litany of different shades of people mm-hmm. <laughs> who are not white. Oh, yeah. And there's a big region. there's a big issue over there um, with skin lightening. Products, right. Right. You know, where right. um, you can you can buy mm-hmm. uh, skincare products that will lighten um, like dark spots and aging and yeah. that sort of thing. And there's a, a big debate um, in the in the beauty community because I am that demographic, so I know a lot about it. Um, just like skin bleaching in yeah, general. Yeah, skin bleaching yeah. in general. That's a that's a hot button issue. And yeah. they were not trying to touch it, but mm-hmm. oh boy, oh, did they did walk they? into it. They... Uh, Dove, Dove messed up too. Oh, oh, with the, um, um, that was another social media campaign. Another social media yeah. campaign. Um, where it was the women, you know, removing their shirts. Yes. So it started with uh, the darkest skinned woman and yes. then it kind of transitioned to like She takes her shirt off and, and then she's a pale redhead. Exactly. Yes. Um, um, and just, it was supposed to be like the before and after. And like, you can't put out an ad that's just like you're ashy. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you can't, you can't do it because they had another ad that somebody dug up on Twitter yeah. from a previous Dove campaign that right. was like it was a darker skin tone that was real ashy, mm-hmm. and then like a middle panel that was like a healing, mm-hmm. you know, like sort of brown skin tone, okay. and then a white skin tone that was supposed oh, to be like the moisturized one. They completely dropped you the ball on that, that one, which no. was very surprising because Dove had been on a roll for a little while yes. with like you know real beauty, body positivity, exactly, and it yes. just I don't know what happened. 
happen there. They just completely missed the mark. I know. I think that they were trying to do a for everybody, mm-hmm. you know, continuation of that very accessible right. advertising. And this one in particular, just like I saw somebody else on Twitter that was mm-hmm. like, "What man wrote this? <laughs> like, what?" That was your that was your initial response? That no, that was somebody I followed oh, on Twitter. Oh, okay. it was like, "What what guy what wrote guy? this? What, what for dude? What women dude? of color? <laughs> yeah. What bro? Yes. What guy probably named Chad?" Wrote this. Oh boy, Chad! I'm leaving Chad's Chad. behind in 2017. <laughs> we'll get we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, but so yeah, yeah that I was mean, rough. Yeah, th- there were a couple along those lines that just it was obvious that they did not have a person of color anywhere in their creative mm-hmm. process whatsoever. Because yeah. somebody would have been like, "Hey, don't um, think this is a great idea. No, you, you know? cannot do this." Um, so yeah, that was that. Though any any ad that kind of just missed the mark culturally and mm-hmm. just was really bad about it, it was just probably, in my opinion, just the worst ads. Of yeah, 2017. I, I completely agree. Yeah. Um, I definitely, I feel like this was the year for. Um, I feel like this was the year for n- new markets of things to pop up like skincare wise Mm -hmm. i think that the the markets that sort of popped up that got a lot of of scrutiny were like general general consumer goods that we wouldn't necessarily think of being like really groundbreaking okay advertising Mm -hmm. i think that um those razor companies got a lot of flack Oh, like the dollar shave, the clubs dollar shave of the clubs okay. of the world. I think that those, you know, really started to to pick up steam and mm-hmm. and enter those sorts of conversations. Right. I think that a lot of you know new um, Eastern beauty brands sort of entered the conversation. Okay. I think that um, you know, like animal cruelty and mm-hmm. and you know, what's the word? Uh, sustainable advertising was right. a little bit more hot this right. year, um, and any. You know, any advertising that I saw that was kind of, you know, it was another really toned up ad. I saw mm. a Shell ad that was like, here's, you know, nine. And this was recent. It was like, here's diff- nine different people and they're all going to come together and they're going to make music for mm-hmm. Shell oil. I did, did you see, see that. Those. It was like that struck like me Jennifer as a little Hudson yeah. and like a couple, like seven people who I've never heard of mm-hmm. because old. <laughs> because I'm old. I didn't know who they were. Either. OK, so we're both old. Great. Oh, I'm 25 now. <laughs> thanks, Brian. You have an old soul. We'll go with that. Oh, well, thanks. I think. <laughs> but yeah, that one struck me as a little bit too yeah. tough too. Um, so yeah, kind of. So that was the the best and the worst of, of 2017 as far as we're concerned. Um, if you guys uh, think that we missed the mark or have any other suggestions, always hit us up on social media and um, email us at provoke, uh, P-R-O-V-O-K at evokead.com. And even though it'll be 2018 by the time we talk again, and, I mean, we, we have no problem judging out the past. No, not <laughs> at we're, all. we're petty like that. <laughs> um, so moving on, uh, this is going to be like a, a more robust version of Take It or Leave It. You remember Take It or Leave It? Yeah, I remember yeah, Take yeah, It or Leave yeah. It. So I wanted to dust off that old chestnut uh, one more time for 2017. A chestnut for the holidays. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and um, kind of just go round robin and, and, and just see what we should take into the the new year 2018 and what needs to be left behind you know um like there are a couple of dead horses out there that we have just continued to beat in the agency in the in the in the industry and um yeah so i kind of want to just you know go back and forth and see what our our takes on are and things so you want to just do one and one sure cool um well i one thing i definitely want to take and we've already touched on it just recently Mm -hmm. was just the you know, I want to see more agencies and just the advertising industry as a whole put more emphasis on inclusion and in, in, in the creative and just the creative and agency workspace. Yes. Um, I, I mean, I think this year made it apparent that we still have a long way to go yes. as far as having the proper representation in, mm-hmm. you know, in the places that matter most. Uh, in the in the agency process and um, I I think that's something that would there are already there are already um, studies that have proven that a more diverse a more uh, culturally accepting workplace boosts revenue it it, yes it boosts morale it it makes things better for everyone so Mm -hmm. that's definitely something I would love to see more people take into 2018 Yes. I also think that part of that is that I want to take into 2018 is um, 
just general agency visibility. Okay. Um, I think that's where the, you know, coming from like an HR standpoint, I think that that's where the the modern workplace is going. Right. And social media gives us the avenue to do that. Mm-hmm. So general visibility into who we are as people, mm-hmm. you know, removing that iron curtain of, you know, this is an advertising agency as a whole, mm-hmm. um, you know, and really seeing people as individuals. So we have this podcast, we have agency social media, we right. have, you know, workplace get togethers and things like that. And mm-hmm. I think, I think 2018 is the year to look out for evoke a little bit more on social and just have more, just have more trans transparency across the board. Yeah. Yeah. I'm always a big fan of, of having people see how the sausage is made without all the messy bits. <laughs> Cause there are yeah. certain things that, that not so much that you shouldn't see, but there are certain things that just, it's just not that interesting. They're not nearly yeah, as interesting as I you agree. think they are. Um, like we're not going to start Twitch streaming, you know, a creative's work day. <laughs> oh, God, no, that's that's Definitely never going to happen. No, we're no, we're never so. there will be no 24 hour live streams of what we do on a day to day basis here. Yeah. Cause... Do you ever sit at your desk for so long that the light shuts off above you because it's a motion <laughs> sensor? Watch out for us on Twitch. Admit, yeah, you know, riveting edge <laughs> yes. of your seat content right there. <laughs> Indeed. Um, another thing I wanted to take was the uh, the idea of uh, embracing big data as a uh, viable content source. Um, we've seen it, and I, I can't sing their praises enough. Spotify has been really good about utilizing a lot of their data to kind of make these really cool, dynamic, engaging ad campaigns. Um, so I have, I'm going to leave that. Oh, yeah? Bit. You're going to leave it? Yeah, just because, like, I have, I didn't have Spotify Premium, and then they put out a promo that was like, hey, nine ninety nine three months, and I was right. like, okay. Right. Um, but... In general, the majority of the they just want people to spend tons of ad dollars at Spotify. Okay. Um. So the majority of the Spotify ads that I get mm-hmm. while I'm listening to Spotify are for Spotify. Yeah. So that's, that's my that's my complaint with them <laughs> is that I'm They're already here. <laughs> what more do you want from me? What do you, I get that you want my money, mm-hmm. but you have it. Lower your prices, please. <laughs> I can't lie and this say that a, I'm a student anymore because Brian called me plea, old. A heartfelt plea from, from Sam to lower the, uh, the, the the monthly subscription prices. It's, it's worth it, but not that much. Uh, okay, well, since that's something that we are going to leave, um, I, I also want to leave. Um, the focus that advertising industry has put on millennials oh boy i'm leaving it i'm done yes i'm i'm freaking done we don't got it we We don't don't got it we don't got it we don't have it we don't (laughs) millennials do not have the the kind of buying power that you think we do Uh uh-uh no we really don't Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it's uh it's a a different projection every day. Yes, yes. absolutely. If anything, oh, you know the millennial advertising that works, mm. McDonald's, McDonald's, <laughs> Taco Bell. That's in my price point. Yes, that's 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 more that's more my speed. But I mean, in all seriousness, it's 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 just one of those things. Like I like I mentioned before, just mm-hmm. beating a dead horse. Um, it, it it's it's gotten to a point where millennial focused advertising is it, it's obvious not only is it obvious but it's just it's patronizing at this point yes it is it's like point. we get it it's like oh millennials are different you know mm-hmm. so we have to treat them different no we're just, we're, yeah. we're we're there are a lot more similarities to millennials are individual buy our diamonds yeah like, exactly no, no i'm good i'm, I'm good okay. I'm, I'm fine right advertise at me like a lab-grown white sapphire and i might come back <laughs> <laughs> Treat me like the queen that I am. And treat me like a, well, that's the more affordable jumpstart. There you go. You know. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, it's, 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 it's just one of those things where it's just, it's getting old, man. Mm-hmm. It's getting real old. No one, no one has cracked the code, even though we've been trying to tell you guys exactly what our situation is for the longest. Yes. Um, but it, it's, it, it's, it's, like I said, it's getting old. It's getting real old. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. I don't think that it's going away. No, it's not. I don't think it's going to I can tell you right now. I see. I I hear your plea. It's valid. Yeah. It's it's something that I wish we could leave in 2017, but I I know better. I know better. Yeah, for sure. And as, you know, as we we get a little older, Mm -hmm. maybe it'll change. We'll we'll just age out. Yes. We'll just age out. Age out of the the demo. Yeah, we'll age out of that golden golden demo. Mm -hmm. Um, So on the flip side of that, I would like to see more people uh, focusing more on Gen X marketing. Because I feel like that's a generation that's kind of been kind of fallen by the wayside. Yeah. It's like a little skipped yeah, over a little bit. It's mm-hmm. kind of just like the, that redheaded stepchild. It's yeah. just like, 
you don't really talk about much because they're they're almost they're a malcolm in the middle between the generation that people talk about most and the generation that does the most talking yes uh, you figure <laughs> out which one is which oh boy um, <laughs> And leave us a comment below. <laughs> P-R-O-V-O-K at evoke ad dot com. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think it's it's just one of those situations where I, I, I would love to see more of a focus on the Gen X. Like, I agree. Because they they're established. They mm-hmm. have families. They know the consumer market. They they're well acquainted with it and they have the buying power to to really like change the, the 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 tide a little bit though they the little the landscape a little bit more than than millennials can anyway yeah and they're you know i think that gen x so do you have gen x parents i have gen x parents my 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 parents are boomers my parents are boomers but my, like young boomers i have real young parents okay. i think they're like uh mid 40s okay considering i'm 25 yeah yeah like yeah. Mid-40s. yeah so um you know Watching my parents like consume media, mm-hmm. um, you know, through this like advertising lens that I take home with me. Um, it's definitely I can see them identifying like I can see my mom identifying with millennial advertising. Right. Um, but I think that her value system is is definitely somewhere in between. Mm-hmm. And I haven't seen an advertiser quite get there. Right. Yet. But I do think that they could apply they the royal they um could apply some of the millennial advertising techniques to generation x because they're on facebook yes and they're on you know my mom sends me memes like (laughs) she really does (laughs) yes so um you know i I think that some of that that energy that Mm -hmm. you know we're begging you to please redirect (laughs) could be directed towards a generation that is working far more than the Mm -hmm. boomer generation right um, you know, they will retire later than the boomer generation right. and are therefore going to be in the consumer pool for a little bit longer because we're getting healthier and healthier as a society. Absolutely. Hopefully. Hopefully. Every day. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I agree with you. Definitely agree that we should take that into 2018. Yeah. Um, so is there anything else you'd want to leave in 2017? Um. Because there's one other one that I want to touch on, but yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll I, let you. I want to leave the alternative workplace a little bit. So kind of go into that. Um, I think that, okay, so like a lot of you know that I have a second job mm-hmm. um, where I, I go home and I make stuff. Um, <laughs> I make stuff and things. Yeah, you, everybody makes stuff and things. Yeah. Everybody has a hobby. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, trying to juggle, trying to juggle like two jobs at once um has been real hard like mm-hmm. this was a an undertaking for 2017 and right. now i think i have like the kinks worked out yeah but a lot of workplaces are in order to cater to that like millennial market mm-hmm. offering working from home they're offering um like free food and booze they're mm-hmm. offering you know all of these things and i i think that we are playing that out a little bit right what do you think? Um, yes, I I think the idea of working from home, in my opinion, is is grossly overhyped. Yes. Um, I don't really because I've worked from home. I, mm-hmm. I freelance for a while, and I and I guess I spent a lot of time trying to convince myself that oh, you know, I get I get way more done in in my yeah. on my couch than I oh, ever I do don't. in the office. God no. no, no, absolutely not. I know people. My partner does. Mm-hmm. You know, he sits at home and will get far more work done right. in a day. Right. But not, I don't think everybody is I, like yeah, that. I don't think that's the majority. No. And that's the kicker. Like, yes. it, maybe if it were far more of us or just people in general mm-hmm. who hit that mark and hit that level of produ- productivity from home, yeah, sure. But I, I don't think for us, like, I bet money that that's not the case. No, I don't think so at all. Yeah. I and, think that if I were to, like, sit down and time myself, mm-hmm. um, the amount of, like, 20-minute bursts that I just spend opening and closing my refrigerator repeatedly... <laughs> far reduces my productivity (laughs) like if i were to really really time myself and i think that most of us are like that you know we're in our comfort zone yeah exactly like you want you're at home you're there are certain things that you do at home that you're not going to do in a workplace yes uh like work (laughs) yeah or you know i think that I think that we're creatures of habit as human mm-hmm. beings and that, you know, part of the routine of coming into a space, even if you do work from home and you work from like a coffee shop, 
Yeah. I think that's a productive space. Right. I think that, right. I think that you know, getting up and, and getting somewhere else and then sitting down and going, mm-hmm. I am going to work now yeah. is part of the, you know, is, is sort of a, a marker for the time that you're actually going to get stuff done. Yeah. And it's really hard to do that at home. Yeah. And I think it boils down to the idea of compartmentalization. Yes. You know, it's just when I get up and put on clothes and sit in traffic and come to work, I there's a certain mindset that I get into as soon as I walk into the office that's very different from my you're mindset You're real productive at, at work, though. Oh, yeah. Super yeah. productive. I'd yeah. like to think anyway. No, you, yeah. it's visible. <laughs> or at least you're good at faking it. <laughs> I get to work and I have like, I have to like open the house here. Mm -hmm. So I get to work and I get to be a zombie for at least a half an hour where I like have a cup of coffee and like put the dishes away. Mm -hmm. Um, And that, that is my like ebb into the work day. And then I finally get to sit down. But I'm also like a really old gateway computer that needs to boot up for a little while. (laughs) So you get that extra time just baked in. (laughs) Caffeine addiction. Yeah. For sure. So, yeah, I mean, I, that's that's one thing I'd leave is just like trying to push that idea of like working from home. And don't get me wrong. I can't speak for everyone. We, we said before, like there are some people who are super productive when it comes to working from home. But again, I don't think for a second that that's the majority. And I, I don't think that 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 companies need to continue pushing this idea of like, you know, work from home five days out of the week. I think know? it should be an option. I don't think it should be a selling point. Right. Yes. Right. There we go. And I wrap that one in a nice little little bow. Um, so yeah, it, it, is, is, is that everything for Take It or Leave It? I think so. Okay, cool. Awesome. Well, we're going to move on to the next segment, which is, this is when we put on my, my, my Nostradamus hat and kind of like peer <laughs> what into What is the, a Nostradamus hat? You've never heard of Nostradamus? No. Oh, well, I know man. who Nostradamus is. I don't know if there's an actual hat. I don't know if he has a hat. I assume that he wore a hat before he got down to business and started, you know, <laughs> predicting the future. So we're going to go with that. It's a wizard hat. <laughs> it is the sorting hat. Oh, God. Either way, <laughs> we're going to try to peer into the future, whether you're Nostradamus or someone else who doesn't wear sweet hats. Um, Looking ahead. Yeah, and we're going to look ahead and try to figure out what agencies and just the industry in general need to be on the lookout for. Um, So, I mean, I'll start. I mean, I've this year I've really kind of been super skeptical about VR. Yeah? And yeah. You were skeptical about VR. Yeah, super skeptical about VR. I wore, I um, attended an event at Full Sail, Mm -hmm. uh, which is like local to Orlando. Um, and I put on the first mark of the Oculus Rift before it was like real popular. Oh, wow. And I cried immediately. You cried? (laughs) Tears of joy? Tears of, tears of just bewilderment and excitement. This is the future. Yes. It felt like the future. It also made me real nauseous. Oh, yeah. But it did feel like the future. Mm -hmm. So I have been since day one on, on board with VR. With VR. But we're moving into AR now. Yeah. So that's, that's my point. It's, it's kind of just like a. Putting VR, finally putting VR on the back burner uh, for a little while so AR can can really shine. There are brands that are already using AR to their advantage. Uh, you know, we used Ikea it for our Christmas that. present. Yeah, yeah, we did. We put yes. we used AR in our, um, our our yearly holiday gift. But IKEA has that app where you can mm-hmm. use AR to kind of put certain um, products in a room, like yes. and see what it looks like. That in feels real, time. real Blade Runner to me. Oh though. my god, but it's so great. It's it really makes cool. so much sense. Like I can throw away all fifteen of my tape measures. You know? <laughs> You don't have a you don't have a drawer of, of tape measures? I have one tape measure. <laughs> I have a lot of rulers. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. I do have like a drawer of, of measuring implements. That's fair. Some which do not work anymore. <laughs> Wait, your rulers don't work? No, I like uh, okay, Brian. <laughs> So I was confused for a so second. So I, in the past, have just made strips and just sat there and like marked like one oh, inch okay. so that I can have like a bendy okay. thing. Okay. I'm also a real proponent in, since before this app, a mm-hmm. proponent of getting your arms out and just pointing your yes, hands at it and going, this will fit. Eyeball it, just <laughs> eyeball one end to the other. Yeah, that's about 14 feet. That's fine. But the future is now and I don't need to Yeah, do you don't have to worry about that because AR is going to help you out. And I think, you know, a, a lot of uh, brands are going to adopt AR in one way or the other. And mm-hmm. um, like I said, we've, we've used AR here and yes. um, I just... I'm really looking forward to seeing what people can accomplish on both the client and agency side when it comes to implementing augmented reality. Yes. Um, one of my favorite trends is that competitive gaming is 
So if yeah. you guys are not aware, there's a past episode. Mm-hmm. It's episode eight. Is eight? Is it eight? Is it eight? I don't remember. It's advertising in the age of esports. Yes, that's the title. So look that up. Where Brian, Ian, and I just sort of rapped about mm-hmm. esports for a little while mm-hmm. and uh, what that market is like. Yeah, we I were real nerds for it's a whole undeniable episode. at this point. It's yes. just like when I found out that there were people who were playing in competitive tournaments that could win up to two million dollars as a grand mm-hmm. prize. I was like, get out of here! Like no, that's why are not why aren't more people talking about this? Yeah, it's been real. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just as you here in our old episode yeah um, yeah but i think yeah, it'll finally I'm, come to a forefront this i'm year. ready to see so there was a huge um i watch a lot of gaming youtube right and there was a huge advertising push for league of legends this year right okay okay um because they are losing a good amount they were like the most downloaded game mm-hmm. uh, in like 2015 or 2016 okay um, but this year and last year, they lost a lot of people to Overwatch. Overwatch. Yep. Um, that makes sense. You know, in, that the, makes sense. in the mobile realm. Mm-hmm. So they put out like a big advertising push that was like, you don't have to be great at this game. True. You don't have to be pro level to enjoy the pros and watch. Oh, sports. yeah. Wasn't it like and for the noobs? The Isn't that wasn't, yes, wasn't it that called? Was it. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Was it. I remember that. Um, and it was a, that was a brilliant ad campaign. I yeah. thought they did incredibly. Yeah. Um, because they were using like micro influencers. Right. But I don't think that it worked as well because oh. they were they were micro influencers, micro influencers mm-hmm. that had relationships with people, you, you know, just like connections with people that were already in esports. Right. But, okay. you know, having like less recognizable faces. Mm hmm. Um, and, and have it feel a little bit less like a micro-influence. micro, micro influence. Mm-hmm. Um, It was a good advertising campaign. I thought it did great. Yeah, maybe they were um, like noob-fluencers. Yes, we'll noob. We'll go with that. Noob-fluencers. Noob. Um, um, but yeah, I think that marketing needs to catch up with right, esports. Right, right. They really do. Yeah. You know, I still I still watch the League Worlds, and I, I now watch um, competitive Overwatch play, mm-hmm. and the majority of the advertising is pretty much up for grabs. Right. If you can beat out a headphones company or a tech company and advertise in those spaces, mm-hmm. you're golden. Yeah, um, absolutely. And, you know, like you walk into Target and there's Doritos underneath the mm-hmm. PS4 display. Mm-hmm. And that's brilliant. That's so smart. They just got to capitalize on it. Right. And I think that this might be the year. Yeah, and I think anybody who's done enough gaming knows that, like, a third-party third party peripherals are not very well received in the no. gaming community. Mm-mm. So if an Apple or somebody with a very recognizable brand that has that, that history of, of delivering a quality product can come in and just be like, hey, yo, we got you. The gaming community will never accept Apple. No. Well, I they mean, like Apple, like, <laughs> like Apple, Apple, like okay. Apple, someone, someone that has more of an established The PC reputation. master race is going to shoot that right out the door. <laughs> well, I, yeah, clearly, clearly I'm a console guy because I, you know, I, I, I will I will still advocate Apple and their their Beats they're headphones. They're great Beats headphones. <laughs> Actually, I think that Beats headphones are gaming compatible. Are they? Because you can have cell phone conversations on them. There they have go. a good mic. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Perfect. Compatible. Get on it, Beats. <laughs> um, another trend that I'm kind of... I mean, not necessarily looking forward to, but yeah, something. Yeah, this is a up for grabs sort of rough one. Well, I mean, we it's still something that we have to kind of be mindful of, especially if you're a digital marketer, is that it's just digital in general is going to be real interesting this coming year. Yeah. Um, the EU, the European Union had a, passed a lot of regulations as well as um, our 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 government passing uh, net neutrality uh, through the FCC. Uh, we got to go to Congress, okay, Mariah? Yeah, yeah, we still got to go to Congress. But call FCC, your representatives F- now. Yeah, call them all. Call them all. I, and I'm being serious because it's going to change. If it, if things go according to plan, mm-hmm. it's going to change. It's going to dramatically change the way that the we all do our jobs. Yes. Um, and it could be. it could come to a point where some of our jobs won't even exist because they'll be yeah. too expensive to kind of just float. Don't ring the doomsday bell. No, 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 no. But I want to. I want to, at the very least, instill a sense of urgency. It's just yes. like being mindful of these kind of things and not thinking that oh, they. I'm so far removed from that. That's not going to affect. It me. will affect you. It will. It, it, it affects it if well. you pay for your internet. Yes. It affects you. Yes. <laughs> if you um, pay for your internet and and use any of the services that come with if having you've internet been access. On Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> it concerns you deeply right exactly yes um Um, so i think it's just one of those situations where a lot of digital marketers marketers and cmos specifically are going to have to be on their toes they have to be super agile when it comes to knowing what's changed and what those changes how those changes will affect 
how we uh, essentially do our jobs. Yeah, and how how we consume media too. Right. Um, you know, like what ads we're able to see. Mm-hmm. You know, is this becoming um, a even more uh, competitive market? Right. Like, is this becoming like a more even more a how many ad dollars can you spend exactly sort of market? Mm-hmm. Um, but also, uh, you know, I th- I think that it's it's applicable to bring up. Um, TV viewership is down. Right. Like regular television viewership is far down year mm-hmm. over year. Um, and, you know, avenues for streaming video service or um, just con- sort of consuming audio, mm-hmm. um, you know, the entertainment things that we do right. is radically changing. Mm-hmm. And that's changing the way that we advertise digitally. Absolutely. Um, especially with, you know, all of the really good new Netflix shows that came out this year. <laughs> so many good shows. Thinking about a, a year in review Netflix edition. <laughs> Maybe that'll be a, a special edition. A that special be cool. Episode, yeah. Is that advertising related? Uh, I'm sure we can spin it. That's fine. Yeah, yeah we'll, we we'll, we'll figure out a way. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's um, that's that pretty much wraps up uh, our 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 quick jaunt into the potential foreseeable future um i want to thank sam for taking some time out thank you to, Brian. you know round out this 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 2017 with some fantastic information and just just advice and knowledge um i want to thank you guys like thank all the listeners out there who have kind of tuned in um week after week month after month and kind of just supporting provoke as a as a, a podcast this kind of started as just a passing thought that we really just wanted to kind of tackle and, and, and really make something of it. So yeah, again, I want to, I want to thank everybody who's, who's stuck by us, all the, 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 the listeners new and old. Thank um, you for growing with us yeah, this for sure. year, guys. For sure, Please for sure. rate, share, and subscribe. Yeah. Always, always yes. on iTunes um, and wherever else you, you decide to listen to podcasts. Um, if you have any questions, comments, or criticisms, be sure to email us at provoke. That's P R O V O K at evoke ad.com. Um, and be sure to follow us on all of our social media channels um, through Evoke Advertising or Evoke, or Evoke Ad Agency um, to kind of just get the latest and greatest on uh, what our contributions to the advertising industry as a whole. Um, I don't really have a quote. Um, I don't think there is one succinct statement that could really wrap up how this year has affected I can ask people. for a cigarette in every language. <laughs> David Bowie. <laughs> That's actually fantastic. That's fantastic. <laughs> I love that quote. That's great. That's great. Um, so yeah, I guess with that, with that said, uh, happy holidays, happy new year, and um, y'all take care. <laughs>